What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Team Chat Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined by Rachel Mogan. Double rainbow. Double rainbow. Double rainbow. Celebrating the sighting. By now, it's like a week old by the time you listen to this. But it's still like it's fresh in our minds and in our hearts and spirits. Because Uh, there was a double rainbow appeared here over Austin. Doble. Rainbow. French word for rainbow. (laughs) Double rainbow. Whatever. I give up. Across the sky. Across the sky. What does this mean? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it made for some pretty scenery here in the midst of what has been a ton of rain. Uh, Thank God. Yes. Uh, Anything to keep the state of Texas from catching on fire. It's a good thing. It's It's a good good thing thing. because it's been hella dry. It's been hella hot. Hella hot. Hella dry. Now we've been hitting those nice cool 70s. It's been wonderful. More like the 80s, but everybody don't get it starts in the morning and it feels great. I love it. But in case you didn't know, Team Chat Podcast is a weekly video game show where we talk about games, the ones we love, the ones we hate, and everything in between. New episodes come out every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. and you can listen to those around podcast services around the World Wide Web. You can also watch each episode in its on a video format on YouTube. You can also watch them on Twitch. Still trying to work out the kinks there. Twitch, for those of you who don't know, Twitch updated their... their uh, whatever where you can't where people who aren't affiliate status can't do premieres which is how i was doing it just uploading and setting it to schedule and premiere that seems like such a bummer it that, really like, is because like they really hurt small streamers their reasoning was like they're like we feel we find that that smaller audio people with smaller audiences don't use this feature as much i was like bullshit i yeah. use this every week that sucks <laughs> so i'm um, so it's just a matter of figuring out the best way and the best time to do it but i'll probably i mean we'll just keep trying to keep updated but you can so you can check us out on twitch YouTube, you would watch video versions of each and every episode after like episode 30. Indeed. But yeah, there it is. After like episode 30, yeah. <laughs> and if you want to follow we're us. So old I know, now. we've been going on for quite <laughs> oh a while. God. Quite Anyways, a while. Whatever. Uh, but you can also find us on social media such as Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and you can join our Discord server. If you have any questions or general feedback that you'd like to get in contact with us and don't want to use those means to do it, you can send us an email at teamchatpodcast at gmail.com. Finally, if you are completely loving and just really want to help us out in making this show, you can. Do that by going to patreon.com slash team chat podcast, where it's for as little as a dollar a month. You can support the show, and in return, we'll give you a cool perk like getting the episode early before its general Tuesday release and access to a private channel for our patrons only on our Discord, the Rogues Gallery. So check that out, patreon.com slash team chat podcast. And a special thank you to all of our current patrons who help make each and every episode of Team Chat Podcast possible. The true perk of being a patron is that. You it know. helps make the show better. That it is true. That is the main core <laughs> perk. And perk. knowing that it brings a smile to Mogan and I's face. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so thank you again to everyone. All right. We got a lot of fun stuff to talk about on this episode. But first, we're going to start off with our moment with Mogan, find out some general gaming news and upcoming releases. So Mogan, take it away. All right. This is going to be a fairly news-heavy episode, but here's all the stuff that we're not going to be covering in the main segments. So just in case you did miss it, and I feel like it's so sudden, a lot of people could have missed it, Shadow of the Tomb Raider is out now. So it came out this past Friday as of this episode's air date. It is available for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Yes. Uh, I know virtually nothing about this Tomb Raider game. I'm honestly very interested in the setting because uh, it's in like the jungles of Mexico and has to deal with either the Incas or the Mayan apocalypse being brought upon the world. So it looks really cool. I'm super down about it. It's nice. just, I've got other things I'm more excited about. 
such as Assassin's Creed Odyssey and Red Dead Redemption 2. Indeed. But anyways, coming out today, as of September 18th, we have Insurgency Sandstorm for PC. We have Undertale making its debut on the Switch. That's a really exciting one. And we have Blind for PSVR and PC. Those are all on September 18th. Coming very soon, and we'll talk about this one a little bit more here in a second, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 Torna, the Golden Country. So that's one big name. It's Xenoblade Chronicles 2, Torna, the Golden Country, for Switch, September 21st. And then a little bit further down the line, we have Valkyria Chronicles 4 for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC, September 25th. Very nice. Speaking also of games coming out on Switch, uh, in case you haven't bought it yet, and you should have, because if you're a friend of the show, you know how much I love it. Bastion, it's out on Switch. Go buy it. $15. Buy it. As I said earlier in the Discord. Man, $15? That's a steal. I know. That's it a is a steal change, for a great man. game. Have you bought it yet? No. <laughs> Shut up. I have other things to show. We're running a show here, buddy. <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying. Buy it. Download it. Play it. Love it. Bastion from Supergiant. I shouldn't have said anything. I, I wouldn't have gotten You walked right into so it, hard. but you know, like, I love it. Walked right into that I've, fist to the I've face. I've bought it on multiple versions, <laughs> and so I'm ready to go. So... Bastion on Switch. Play it. All right. Another one before we move on to the next thing. One little bit of news that did come out today as of this recording, which is the 13th that uh, they announced some DLC and some post launch stuff coming out for Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And I got to say, I think I'm going to have to get the season pass for this game. Normally, I kind of wait it out, see what's going to come. But they announced there are going to be two uh, DLC packs. Legacy of the First Blade and the Fate of Atlantis that are coming out. But if you buy the season pass. You will also get Assassin's Creed 3 Remastered, which is, is not... Is that a good one? Uh, actually, no. Not re- like well, In the grand scheme of things... <laughs> in the grand scheme of things, Assassin's Creed 3 was, was actually kind of a letdown because people <laughs> expected it to be so much more because it moved... Uh, it was the first one... Oh, no, did Liberation come first? I don't remember. But anyway, it takes place during the American Revolutionary War. Oh, you were playing the a, lamest one. Well, I don't mm, like. It, to me, it looked like it had a lot. It was going to have a whole lot of pro- promise. You were going to play as a uh, First Nations person, uh, which his name is eluding me, but he later goes by uh, Connor. Oh, so you only know his white people name? I know that's pretty Hashtag bad. Isn't it? Racist. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna redeem myself. Yeah, you can look that up. Buddy. I better look this up because, but also, I don't want to butcher the pronunciation. Well, see, it's be- I think it's better to make an effort than to just default to the white name Connor. What a super white name! I'm sorry. That is unfortunate. I'm hashtag sorry. No more Connors. <laughs> that's my new hashtag. heck. Katzen. Oh, buddy. Okay, hang on. Let me. Told you. No, let me give it a try too. Let's see how bad. Okay. Uh. R- oh my God. Okay. Raton Haketen. Yeah, I mean that sounds pretty much like we how would I have. Said. We would have to get like half English, real, half yeah. Mohawk protagonist. So obviously it was a big deal because it was taking place in the during the Revolutionary War. It was also really cool that you got to play as a Mohawk ancestor, uh, and so it was. And so it had a lot of promise and, and everything, but then it just its story just kind of fell flat and had you played for several hours not as the main character before you got to be the main character. And were so you there like was a regular dentist beforehand. You Who were. were you? Slight spoiler: You're the char- you're the main character's father, and you play as him a little bit oh, first. Okay, and so it, but it just it had it felt to me like it had a lot of promise, and I just kind of got let down. But still, I would love a remastered version of it. Not gonna lie, for no real reason, because apparently it's a, a poop tier game. 
Anyways, moving right along. They can throw it into the season pass of this this game. It's free content. It's free real estate, people. Exactly. I mean, after you buy the season pass, it's it's free real estate. But anyway, the next big thing that we're going to talk about here is also today of this recording, uh, on the 13th, Nintendo had their Nintendo Direct that had to be rescheduled due to the earthquake that hit Japan a couple weeks ago. And so now... No, wait, it was a typhoon? I think it was like was it, bo- it, was it was both. It was both. It was oh like typhoon God. happened a, or uh, happened a couple days before, and then like a, the day or two after the typhoon is the hurricane. Wow! What I a, mean, the the earthquake. Or, what a super bummer! Yeah. No wonder they. So had that's to why reschedule. they had to reschedule. Obviously, the more important things in the world to do at that point than talk about video games. But this, they had the they had the announcements on on today. We just got finished watching this direct yeah we're coming like fresh off like 15 30 minutes after it wrapped up oh yeah and so we had a couple we didn't want to go over everything because not everything is everything is pretty much easy to hit yeah uh is pretty much easy to hit right off the you can just go find a list and all this stuff but the things that impress us the most is what we want to talk about the first one being that uh they did announce finally actually as of today that the, you're listening yeah. to this <laughs> well. nintendo switch online is now active it's out there you can sign up and you can get all the goodies that are included in that which are online play nes online nintendo entertainment system online library has like 20 games that are going to be available at launch uh save data cloud which is still apparently for select games it's not going to be for everything but you got it but certain games will do it they are retroactively adding like breath of the wild and a couple of the previously added games so good people like you who have 400 hours. hours yeah it'll all be all, you can back all that stuff up you can do voice chat through the uh smartphone app for the switch and there are going to be special offers that are going to be coming soon to, to for nintendo switch online subscribers they didn't obviously go into any detail of what those would be but i'm assuming like special deals special fun perks whatever uh price packages we all knew this stuff before but running through it again for one month that's 3.99 three months is 7.99 12 months is 19.99 or you can do the family pack which is if you two or more accounts basically in your family for thirty four ninety nine a year. I mean, we really just can't stress this enough. For online play, I mean, in comparison to PS4 and Xbox, this is such a difference in, in price. Like $20 oh, yeah. for the full year is an absolute steal. Which, granted, at the same time, like we, it doesn't quite look like the offering of Switch Online is equal to yeah, what PS4 and Xbox One, whereas they're giving you like AAA games like this month for September... Uh, for PS Plus is Destiny 2 and God of War 3 Remastered. Oh, yeah. Both huge games. Like, I don't think, especially because of how stingy Nintendo is with putting their games on sale anyway, I don't think I would be very surprised to see them be like, here's Mario Tennis Aces, but you know, for free. So, but even so, I feel like part of that uh, special offers coming soon, I bet that's going to be deeper discounts on a lot of their bigger titles. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that would absolutely be worth it for the exact reason you just mentioned. They almost never put those things on sale. And I'm hoping that maybe they might do like free editions of a lot of the more popular indie games. Mm-hmm. Hint, hint, Undertale and Stardew Valley, because if those are free, I'll get them. Bastion. <laughs> And <laughs> I'm not All gonna quit <laughs> pumping that game enough. Okay, so we'll run through the, the other like super big announcement, which I'm sure that our dear listener and patron Fuchsia screamed. Oh, wait, with are we gonna glee? start with that? It's the biggest announcement. I feel like we should. Oh, okay. I thought we would build to it. But I mean, they built to it, would. but you know, at this yeah, point, yeah, by okay. this time, you know, okay. I'm just saying. Okay, I'm just saying. <laughs> Animal Crossing has been announced for Switch, everybody. Yes. It's coming. 
So I do briefly want to ex- uh, just explain how they did this because they really did start it as the biggest troll move. Oh, they of really all did. Time. I was I was about to be like real upset. I was like, wow, I was the getting upset for people. Dick move ever <laughs> Nintendo. Like, Nintendo. I know you like to play so, sometimes, yeah. but this is too far. So here's the setup, people. So it starts with like an adorable little video uh, that is clearly not in-game footage. It's like a pre-made video by Nintendo of Isabel, the uh, mayor's assistant from Animal Crossing. New Leaf and previous Animal Crossing games. It starts of her being in an exact replica of the office from Animal Crossing New Leaf, and she's just kind of derping around doing office work. She's talking about, maybe I should be the mayor now that the other mayor is gone playing Animal Crossing Pocket Camp and Smash, and then they transition that into she gets a surprise letter. Turns out the letter is her invitation to join Smash Bros. Ultimate. So, Isabel officially coming to smash that she is indeed but yeah I, that happened and, and i was like oh my point, god that was the point at which everyone like that actually loves animal crossing was like whoa that's the big are they that's so lame like like, like it started it's it, it's cool but not cool enough yeah. to be like wow that makes up for not having real animal crossing it was not anywhere like that no it really no. wasn't and two it was this uh, and so i i saw it and it started and i was like oh my god it's animal crossing I was I was happy because I know like Fuchsia especially was very bummed about it not and Animal Crossing fans around the globe were very bummed about it not being announced at E3 and not hearing anything about it and so I was like oh my god it's happening and then I saw it was an announcement for Smash and I was like oh my god are you kidding yeah but then they immediately followed it up to their credit yes with another video that annou- of Tom Nook announcing that Animal Crossing is actually coming and out the seg- Switch in 2019, yeah, so not in that 2019. far. And the segue was really cute, so they had basically Isabel's intro video for Smash where it showcased a few of her moves, mm-hmm. etc. And then it like flash cuts this other scene of Tom Nook sitting at a desk watching a laptop, and he's clearly watching her reveal video. I was like, that's really funny. And he's like, ah, oh, it sure is nice to see my friends really getting out there. So my, but where do my friends learn such martial arts moves? Yeah, where, do, where does Isabel learn such moves? She has a lot of other tasks on hand. Uh, but so I am a little bit curious about what, obviously we don't know anything about what the new Animal Crossing game will really be like. Right. My wondering, based on some of the uh, commentary that Tom Nook made in his part of the video, is it sounds like it might be another go at something like Happy Home Designer. I That may not be the case. That may have just been my interpretation of it. But some of what he said, I was like, oh, it kind of sounds like he's talking about a new Happy Home Designer. And I hope that's right. not true. I hope it will be essentially a new expansion or new version of Animal Crossing New Leaf, for example. That's what I'm really hoping for. But I am a little concerned that maybe we'll get something that's a little bit more like a side game, like Happy Home Designer, for example. Yeah. Very nice. Hopefully that won't be the case, but Hopefully it not. might be. Um, okay, so another... So, yes, yeah, so we got those two. Isabel coming to Super Smash Brothers, which is really... And then they announced, like, the big Smash Brothers bundle for Switch, like, the new console and all that stuff, which looks really cool, but I don't need it. I don't... Did they even showcase all of it? I don't remember. Didn't they just do, like, the dog art? Yeah, I think so. I, I I feel like it'll probably be a really cool bundle. I am wondering what color the Joy-Cons will be. That's all that I care about. <laughs> um, I need to get another set of Joy-Cons, actually. Yeah, you do. Thinking about it. Buddy. I'm rolling with only two right now, and it's just not <laughs> enough sometimes. Uh, Diablo 3 Eternal Collection is coming November 2nd. I'm super excited about that one. Yeah. Probably won't get it on release date, but I do want to get it eventually. Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe. Uh, this game was previously on the Wii U. Correct. And is now being ported to the Switch with adding Toadette and Nabbit as playable characters that comes out January 11th to 2019. This one I was super excited about also 
not sure how this is going to work uh, because it's complex enough on the it. computer. Civilization six coming to the Nintendo switch. Obviously I'm a huge civilization fan. Yeah. Love it. Super excited about it. I can take it on the go and it's not going to, and I'm not going to have to play it on this laptop. That's going to burn my thighs. Excellent. I'm <laughs> yeah, all about it. <laughs> so, uh, I'm all about that, but I'm very confused what the control scheme for that is going to be. So we'll, we'll have I to don't see. Know. Uh, did you say the date? November 16th? November 16th. So yeah, we'll, uh, be, Adding that one, so many Switch things coming out now. I'm like, it's getting into that. You know, like at the when the Switch first was coming out, and they were, you know, you're getting the first few games and everything. I was like, this is cool. I obviously like, I got the Switch fairly early on, but I was like, there's not a ton yet that I want. I mean, it was a slow start. It's a slow start, but now it's it's starting to churn out, and I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I'm feeling it, and they're they're giving me all the good stuff. Speaking of. Why don't you talk about this next one on, on the list here? So there was now, I really am wondering why Jarrett told me to talk about this one because it's the only one that I missed. Just because I, just because, just because I talked, I've been so, talking about the other ones. So, so I was just handing it off to you. I was, I was about three minutes late to the direct and I missed the very first game that they announced, which is a real bummer because I'm actually very excited about it now and I haven't even seen any of the footage from it. Uh, Luigi's Mansion 3 is coming to the Switch. Yes. 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 Coming to Switch. There is another version of it that's they also announced for 3DS. Yes, I did catch that one. So, but Luigi's Mansion Three, a true sequel game, is going to be coming out for the Switch in 2019. Obviously, season release date. None of those are known at this time. Uh, But in addition to that, there will be a reboot of not reboot, just a basically Mm re-release of the original Luigi's Mansion coming out for the Nintendo 3DS. So, OG Luigi's Mansion from the GameCube era is one of the most beloved Luigi's. Nintendo games by a lot of fans of all time. People love Luigi's Mansion. I have only ever played Dark Moon, which was the sequel that they released for the DS some time ago. Uh, Luigi's Mansion is a really fun game. I obviously had my issues with Dark Moon, as we talked about. I think it was like Games You Hate. Actually, I think it was. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Four? Yeah. Maybe. That was a really long time ago. But the point is, uh, I do love the aesthetic and the fun and the humor of Luigi's Mansion. Yeah. I just had issues with the gameplay mechanics primarily in Luigi's Mansion 2. So hopefully all those will be gone away and fixed in Luigi's Mansion 3. Really excited for that game. Legitimately. Now this next one. It looks fun. It looks like it's because it's going to be the standard, like old, similar in playstyle, probably to Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe and everything that's coming. But actually, the person who's very excited about this game is my dear Samantha. She should be. She is pumped. I showed her the trailer right after she got home from work, and she was literally sitting there with this huge smile on her face, just like, I love it. But it is Yoshi's Crafted World coming in spring 2019. Now, this one they had announced. It was previously slated to be 2018, and I was expecting that we'd hear something about it at E3. Radio silence on it. Yeah, didn't we hear, didn't hear a, a peep about peep. it. And so, good to see that's still in the works. Good to see it actually now has a full title. It was just Yoshi. Yeah. So, so uh, that's coming spring 2019. It looks like a ton of fun. When I did see that, I was cracking up because I was like, I thought Sam's going to love this. You just because immediately what know. are the two things that Sam loves? She loves platformers that don't involve any plot or talking. Yes. She loves Nintendo and she loves crafting. She and she loves Yoshi. Yoshi is like her she favorite. She loves Yoshi. Yoshi and so Tanuki Mario are Sam's favorites. <laughs> that's a good choice. Those are two rock solid choices. She loves it. Uh, so, this next one is, I think, an incredibly cool thing to do for the Switch. Did you read any of the comments during the live one on no, YouTube? No, I missed those. So the, I actually hate that they do the live comments kind of like Twitch style on yeah. YouTube because uh, you can't actually make it 
go away uh, yeah, no. completely, which really annoys me. Uh, a lot of people, when this happened, were like, boo. But I, I was know. like, I'm pretty yeah. psyched about it. <laughs> I'm pretty psyched. I'm but psyched it is too. tabletop games are now being are coming. Obviously, not physical tabletop form, but they're coming to the Switch. And some of the highlights from there, um, which were, you were very excited about Pandemic. I am very excited. So we're getting Pandemic. Original Pandemic is coming to the Switch, along with Settlers of Catan, a.k.a. Catan. Going to uh, interject right now, because apparently Fuchsia just saw, and she just commented in our Discord, Animal Crossing, Animal Crossing, Animal Crossing, in all caps. In all caps. I was waiting for it. I didn't want to be the one to blow the news. I wanted her to discover it on her own. Yeah. I, was so, I was so anxious to hear her, her reply. And so yeah. there it is. Boom. There it is. Boom. Live. And that's just a small sampling of the fun you can have in our Discord. If you're one of our patrons. Or even if you're not. <laughs> I mean, you can still just come out and hang out because there's free and patron tier. Indeed, indeed. So, uh, anyways, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, tabletop games. Tabletop games. games. Yeah, uh, Catan and then Munchkin. Munchkin's fun. Munchkin is so freaking fun. I have only been able to play it with a few people because some people don't like the no rules style of Munchkin. It's very chaotic. And I love that. I think it's so fun. So it depends on who you're playing with. But obviously, I'm really excited to see these tabletop games come to the Switch because A, they will presumably be online supported, Mm -hmm. and B, that just gives me more people to play board games oh like with. i'll get pandemic yeah. i've been very curious oh yeah pandemic. let's play you can play it it's and i'll definitely get Catan. oh I know yeah. you probably won't i will not get Catan. but no. munchkin also, it's, it's cat sorry whatever whatever <laughs> See, i can't it's, tell if no, that's you're right i know you're i'm right. right because you always <laughs> want to throw these weird right. ass no, uh, uh, pronunciations of everything at me and i'm just uh, like i don't know what's right and what's wrong anymore but uh i'm very excited about munchkin being on there because i'm hoping that that then opens the door for either different iterations of munchkin or other Steve Jackson games yes. like Illuminati, which is one of my favorites of his. Also, shout out to games. Steve Jackson. He's an Austinite. Boom. Just like us. Locals. Yay. We're the same. <laughs> We're the same. <laughs> but different. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else? Those are the ones that I had notes of. I know I yes. think you had a couple more. I had a couple more that I was really interested in. So there was a ton of news related to Final Fantasy. That's like, right. More news than you can shake a stick at. I just like Final Fantasy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know that you're not a big fan of RPGs, but one of the things that I was really jazzed about is they are coming out with a collection of the original non-remastered Final Fantasy VII, the original Final Fantasy IX, and Final Fantasies X and X-2. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, though. that one's really cool. Those are all coming to the Switch. And I was like, wow. Especially like my... since it's apparently going to be forever before we actually yeah. get the remastered. Yeah, exactly. Or whatever, redesigned or completely brand new version of And the thing is, is that especially with Nine, Nine had a really nice art style and mildly improved graphics in comparison to Seven in terms mm-hmm. of actual gameplay. Nine has a lot of re- replayability value and it's one of the most beloved entries in all of Final Fantasies by diehard fans. I was so sad that 8 didn't make the cut. I was like, why? Why? Why'd you skip it? Why'd you skip eight? <laughs> it's so good. Why would why would you go seven, nine, ten? They left eight <laughs> out, and I'm so mad. It's such a good game, and it gets so much flag, but it's really good, you guys. Anyways, I'm gonna cry because I'm so upset. <laughs> so, okay. anyways, okay. Final Fantasy seven, Final Fantasy nine, and ten, and ten two are all coming to the Switch. If I'm not mistaken, as one big bundle, yes. which is killer. So. In other Final Fantasy news, another diehard fan favorite and a very old game by now. I mean, we're talking 
what, 15 years at least, uh, Crystal Chronicles. Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles is being remastered and remade brand new for the Switch. One of the most interesting things about that is that it's one of the games that will make use of the Switch's new online mode. Nice. So this is a game that you will be able to play cooperatively with your friends, up to four people in your party, I believe, and you can do that all online. You do not have to do it via local gameplay, which is killer. Nice. So Crystal Chronicles, coming to Switch as well. I actually do not remember the date. My bad. I forgot I what either. day they said. Yeah. Whoopsie doodles, everybody. You can check it all, all that stuff out. Uh, along with more information on all these other games that we've talked about by going to Nintendo's website, to the recent Direct. They got the full recap. You can watch the video yourself and figure out all the other goodies that we, Indeed. Did, that we chose not to cover. That we chose but, not uh, to cover. <laughs> because we only have so much time. And this rest oh, of this. Wait, oh, can I say one more yes, thing? Yes. I for, I keep forgetting about it because I feel like it's going to be a low key sleeper hit. They had more information on a game that they premiered at E3, Damon X Machina. I did see that. So the more I see of this game, the more interested I am. A because of its super metal soundtrack, and B. It looks so much like Zone of the Enders. Like, this looks like almost a spiritual sequel, like a, a, a what, what's the reverse of an ancestor? Offspring? Yeah. A spiritual, spiritual successor. Offspring. Is what... Successor, that's the word I was looking for. Uh, it looks like a spiritual successor to Zone of the Enders. And from what I remember of that fever dream from my childhood is that it was freaking awesome. Yeah. So I haven't played a Big Mac and a, a, a Big Mac anime i haven't played a big mech game in a long time and i'm really interested to see how it turns out on switch i might like buy that one on release day i'm so like oh wow low-key excited about it i'm like yeah damon x excited enough to buy it on release i mean day. like because I, I know you're, you're curious it's the kind of game that continuously slips my mind and then when i'm reminded of it i'm like oh that's awesome yeah and then one more piece of news that you told me about today that wasn't in the direct, but that is very, very interesting that I should have mentioned in the moment with Mogan, Golden Sun. That's right. Golden Sun just got a new uh, patent, a copyright. Trademark. Somewhat you trademark. There we go. A patent. Tra- they're all the same. <laughs> Anyways, uh, they just applied for a new Golden Sun trademark, which means, in theory, a new Golden Sun game is in the making. Uh, Golden Suns 1 and 2 are two games that I feel would be a fantastic port to switch. Dry, no remake necessary, uh, but a new Golden Sun game would be really appreciated as well. Very nice, very nice. All right, it's all the Nintendo Direct stuff that we're going to talk about. Like I said, if you want to go see the full recap of it and see every single release, because they did announce a whole lot of stuff for the 3DS as well, Uh, so you can check all that stuff out on Nintendo's website or any other gaming news outlet of your choosing. But... The other part of the show, the second half, which has worked out really well, because this is kind of a topic that we were like, I don't know how long this is going to go or how much content we'll have for it. Because we needed something to bolster it. A little bit, but who knows? We could be here for another hour. Just kidding. We're not going to be. But we wanted to talk about, and this is mainly spurred on, Mogan had this idea, after last week's episode about Guacamelee 2, when I talked about all the references in Guacamelee, that uh, we should do an episode all with video game Easter eggs, which we've somehow never done before. I know that's we've crazy. talked about like lots of little random things, but yeah, Easter eggs. Yeah, for some reason. We've never like done a dedicated spotlight yeah. for it. So this one is not necessarily a full on list. Like here are top three Easter eggs. There's so many and there's going to be, yeah. and there's so like little really you can say about them other than just like how excited you were when you found it and figured out that's what it was yeah, from. Exactly. So we're just going to throw a whole lot out there. We even reached out on our, on our discord and uh, asked all everybody there to send us some of their favorite Easter eggs. So we'll start off 
with those first. Um, Let's start out with fuchsias. Fuchsia. So she was mad at us for not having a bombastic enough reactions. <laughs> but So she submitted a snarky, I would say, uh, submission, which is all of the Easter eggs that are literally available in Animal Crossing, these are items. So what we're looking at here... We'll put the picture here, up in the video yeah, we'll version. Yeah, we'll put the picture up in the video version. What we're Use looking your words at to here, describe it for our audio it's, So listeners. it's a room. You're looking at a top-down version of a room in <laughs> Animal Crossing New Leaf, uh, and all of the furniture is in the shape and various forms of eggs. There is an egg bench, there is an egg bed, there's an egg lamp, and they're all Easter eggs because this is the item set that you can get as one of the game's internal events. Uh, Animal Crossing is on the real calendar. So it follows the calendar of the actual year. Mm -hmm. And on the day that is Easter, they do like a daily event, which is uh, you get to collect Easter eggs and do something. For Zipper, the Easter bunny, he's terrifying. Zipper scares the shit out of me, and I hate his guts. If I could kill anyone from Animal Crossing... I'd kill him. Yeah, I'd kill him. Uh, Anyway, so this is his furniture set. Uh, Obviously, I'm none too fond of it because I hate him. But that's her submission. So she submitted this just saying the egg lamp is my favorite. And that was all she said. And I have to say, and then she tweeted us later and was just like, you know, that she was, you know, upset or whatever that we didn't react to it. Uh, Right. Obviously, jokingly (laughs) saying that we were upset that she was upset about it. But. I then responded to her and then because I saw it, looked at it again, and then it clicked because I stared at this for the longest time being like, what's the big deal about it? I don't understand. And then I literally looked at it again when she sent us that message. and was like, oh, literally everything's an Easter egg. You and didn't. I, yeah, no, I oh. kicked myself so hard. Okay, so that's a you problem. I that knew what it was. <laughs> it, it, it was a definite me problem because I looked at it and just like, I I don't get this. And then it suddenly clicked. and I was like, oh my God, Jerry, you're so stupid. <laughs> They're, They're all, all Easter eggs. eggs. <laughs> so that was a good one for Fuchsia. Uh, next up, Chess Hall, a friend of the show, been on the show a couple times and host of Plus 7 Intelligence. Check it out. Uh, he submitted one and he said the PS1 era Spider-Man game had a cheat code that turned the entire game into a series of Easter eggs. Appearances by random characters like Ghost Rider, dialogue changed to jokes, etc. And now, Bromogan, he submitted three. He's got a number of them. Let's start with Metal Gear. First of all, the Metal Gear games in general are jam-packed with Easter eggs. So this is a very not full list. There's so many, too many to count. Uh, In Metal Gear Solid 3, there's a boss called The End, who's like super old. I'm reading this like him. Uh, Like his whole thing is he's saving all his energy for a final fight with Snake before he dies of being ancient. Sorry. Cool. (laughs) So if you start the boss fight and leave your console off for a week or so, or just set your PS2 internal clock forward a week, then the next time you start the game, it'll open with the cutscene of Snake stumbling upon the end's corpse. You can straight up just let the guy die of old age rather than fight him. The whole, that's awesome. That's so funny. That's one of the funniest ones uh, I think I've seen. Uh, the whole Metal Gear Solid series is full of Easter eggs, but that one might be my favorite. And then he goes on to say, from recent game Celeste, recent platformer smash hit, the secret room in Celeste, there is a secret room in Celeste that has a bunch of characters from other games made by the studio, Matt Makes Games. Uh, I lost my place. It's really tricky to get to this room, and it doesn't actually give you any reward, so it's pretty jarring to just walk into this room full of strange creatures (laughs) for seemingly no reason. That would be a little shocking. Uh, and his last one is okay one more from Metal Gear Solid 3 this game is a prequel so it's chronologically the first Metal Gear, Metal, bleh, Metal Gear Solid game one of the first bosses you fight is a young version of Revolver Ocelot a boss who appears in the other MGS games there's a point in the game where Ocelot 
is lying on the ground unconscious. If you take this chance to shoot him in the head and kill him, you get a unique game over screen in which you hear the voice of Colonel Campbell, Snake's commander from other MGS games, who otherwise isn't in MGS3, saying, Snake, you've created a time paradox. That's really fun. That is a really fun one. Like I said, this is exactly the kind of stuff that Metal Gear is just bursting at the seams with, and it's all pretty hilarious. Yep. And then we had one more late submission from Ark, a.k.a. Orc. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, anyways. <laughs> As she's now currently known on the Discord. <laughs> As she's known on the Discord. So she says, one that comes to mind are the pictures of Mario in Zelda's castle in Ocarina of Time. That's a well-known, that's a well-known one, though. Also, in The Moose Man, uh-huh, a recent game I was playing, you can find the main character from Limbo. That's a go, pretty cool one. That's cool. Uh, while the games are rather different, there's an acknowledgement that a lot of the visual style, as with many other modern 2D platformers, were inspired by Limbo. So that's a really cool shout out. That is a really cool one. So uh, oh, what? No, oh, no, I was just going to say. So those are the ones that we received. Uh, so now we'll, we'll go off through. Mogan and I will riff off each other and think of all these other different ones. That Reading those lists again actually reminded me of a couple others. Yeah. So actually, I'll just go on ahead and jump off from ARCs because I had at least one on my list. And I'm thinking of an additional one as well that all hail from the Legend of Zelda games. Okay. So in where it is on my list. Ah, in uh, the Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess. This is a really funny callback. There is an owner of the fishing hole. Her name is Henna. And in the fishing shack, there is a picture of the original fishing pond owner from Ocarina of Time. And then if you glance at the picture and then look back at Henna, you might see her scratching her back, which is something that the pond owner frequently did. I thought that was a really interesting, super low-key Easter egg Yeah, seriously, you probably wouldn't even notice it, really. And then another one from Twilight Princess. So this would have been specific to the Twilight Princess HD remake for the Wii U Mm -hmm. uh, in the uh, shop, in the shop, I believe, in Hyrule Castle. Uh, If you go, excuse me, in Hyrule Town, Castle Town? Oh my God, why am I in Hyrule? (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Anyways, words are hard. Um, If you go into the shop, there's a portrait on the wall that is a snapshot of a scene from Breath of the Wild. Oh, cool. So that was obviously done after they remade the game, and it was super new and tied into Breath of the Wild, so that was a really fun one as well. And then your turn, good sir. So... I had quite a, a couple of lists. So, so the one that was I was required that uh, I was reminded of when reading uh, through Bro Mogans here about some of the additional cutscenes or skipping the the old the old dude the end uh, skipping the, skipping the, the fight with him. We'll just call him the old dude. That sounds about <laughs> the right. The old dude who dies. Uh, that one reminded me that Far Cry four and five actually have a couple uh, secret secret endings to them as well, and they both take place at the very beginning of the game. Basically, your first interaction with the with the bad guys. Uh, the very first uh, in Far Cry Four, you're talking. You're talking to Pagan Min, who's the dictator of the country of Karat, and you're talking to him. And he basically gives you the option to uh, join him or uh, to join him up, or you can. And but then he gets called away. Oh no! Basically, no. That's what it is. He leaves. He gets up from the table and he leaves. And because he's got to go attend to some other matter, and he's basically like, "Wait right here, you know, we'll come back, we'll finish this conversation." But you can then get up and leave because you're obviously in your mind, you're like, "This dude's messed up. He's crazy. He's bad. I got to get away from here." But if you wait until he comes back, that basically like you go through to, uh, the rest of the cutscene and then the game ends. 
And you could just be like, oh, there we go. Because he basically That's like really convinces funny. you to be with him, basically. That's hilarious. The game's oh over. my God. It can be just like that. You should have just ended it right there. Been like, I didn't know about I've it until the game was over. Ending. And so then I went back and watched it and all of a sudden I was like, oh, that's really cool. That's really funny. Far Cry 5 did the exact same thing, kind of at the very beginning when you go to arrest the father at the very in the very opening cutscene. He does the same thing. He gives you the option to leave, to leave him alone, leave him and Project Eden's Gate alone, or you can arrest him. You can turn around and leave him, and that'll be the end. Boom. So, boom. Like, you can literally beat those games in, like, five minutes. Um, but, yeah. So, th- those are a couple of the first ones. Um, let's see. Oh. So, another one of the big ones from last week when I was talking about Guacamelee 2 and some of the Easter eggs that were in there. Like I said, I found references to Star Wars, Pikmin, uh, Garfield. And then the one that I forgot that I thought was hilarious is you walk into a bar, uh, into this cantina at one point in the game. And you, you and Tostada enter. And you're looking around for the owner, and you're like, oh, where is he? Where is he? And then you see a speech box come out from uh, outside of the screen, and it just says, ah, luchador, we, you know, we meet again. And then you, you, know, you turn and see it, and then Tostada's like, Javier, uh, Jaguar Javier, who was a boss from Guacamelee 1 uh, that you defeat and all okay. that stuff. And so then he rolls up in a wheelchair, which is funny, because it's like you've obviously injured him enough from the fir- from fight in the first game. He's now in a wheelchair. Uh, he rolls up and everything to you and you're just like, and he says like, how have you been my friend? And then it does a total, the total steal from predator when Arnold Schwarzenegger and, um, what is his name? Dylan is his character name, uh, Carl Weathers meet in the bar at the very beginning and they do the, and they do the, uh, the handshake, which then turns into the arm wrestling thing, but oh does the God. super close up of their super bicep sweaty arms. That's really It does the exact funny. same thing of, of Juan and, uh, Javier Jaguar's arms. That's hilarious. I thought I liked that one a lot. I saw it. I was like, ha! <laughs> Predator! <laughs> so actually, your talking about guacamelee uh, reminded me of at least two other Easter eggs from A, Pikmin, which is one of my all-time favorite games. Yep, yep. Uh, this actually wasn't true for Pikmin 2. I think they changed the control scheme. But in Pikmin 1, it's a fairly well-known Easter egg slash just fun little thing that if on the GameCube controller you hold down, I believe it's the down button, like if you just press it and hold it down, Olimar himself will lay down on the ground and go to sleep. And if you have Pikmin out in your party at the time that you do that, eventually they'll come over, they'll lift up Olimar, and much like all of the other spoils and pellets that you can collect in the game, they'll try to carry him back to their onion, which is like their little thing that makes more Pikmin. So if they carry him back the onion and it tries to beam him up he just kind of hits the top (laughs) because he can't go up in it so he kind of like bumps against the top and it spits out a bunch of fireworks and that's all that happens and then he like just goes back to doing whatever i weird think that's a really fun one that is really fun and then one of the uh so the more i learn about all the different shout outs that guacamelee has to metroid i'm like wow they really love metroid uh so this reminded me of one of the funniest bits of information that you can gain I honestly cannot remember if it's from Metroid Prime 1, 2, or 3. Mm -hmm. I think it's 2. I think it's the second one. I could be wrong about that. But there are data bits. So you can use uh, Samus's visor to scan a lot of points in the environment. And some of it is just completely non-necessary information lore. And some of the lore that you can get, it comes directly from the space pirates. So if you are in a particular space pirate facility and you scan one of their computers, it will give you the following bit of data. 
Science team is attempting to reverse engineer Samus Aran's arsenal based off data acquired from her assaults on our forces. Progress is slow but steady. Command would dearly enjoy turning Aran's weapons against her. We believe we can implement beam weapon prototypes in three cycles. Aran's power suit technology remains a mystery, mm-hmm. especially the curious morph ball function. All attempts at duplicating it have ended in disaster. Four test subjects were horribly broken and twisted when they engaged our morph ball prototypes. Science team wisely decided decided to move on forward, to move on afterward. And that's like this. You never really learn anything about the space pirates, like from a one on one perspective. You're just always insta killing them. Mm -hmm. But seeing this weird bit of like clearly humorous information from the game is just like such a delight because you're like, oh, space pirates. You're so silly for trying to find Samus. What are you doing? It's really, I, I thought that one was so funny when I came across it because I'm the type, I'll scan all the lore. I'm like, give me that, oh, really? give me that. I usually do like a good, a good mix. I like scan things, but I, I don't read everything. Like, especially oh, in some in some bigger games, like RPGs especially, there's so much you could read. Bro, I'll scan them and read them. Like, that's <laughs> the kind of stuff that I live for. Very nice. Oh, so, wait, oh, I'm sorry. Ahead, I had one more that was related to Metroid and you. Ooh. And you probably missed it because it I took me did. forever to figure it out just from looking at the image. Uh, I saw this one actually listed on Reddit. So, to be fair, I have not played Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. Uh, this oh, one, I, did, I know which one you're talking about. This one comes from Tropical Freeze. Uh, in one of the levels, blending in with the background, you can see Samus's downed gunship stuck in a tree. Yep. And I was like, that's. Awesome. <laughs> it is pretty cool. I do remember when they when somebody found it because it's totally secret, and then it was just like, oh hey, somebody found this, and and here's the video of them doing it. And because apparently, I don't know if it was rumored or something like that, where the person knew to go look for it, or they just happened to stumble upon it. And we're like, oh. That's that. That's, yeah. It's her ship. Uh, I mean, know. I'm sure that if you were playing that game at a good pace, you probably would have rolled right past oh, I, it because it blends in really yeah, well. Yeah, I'm sure I wouldn't have even. I stared at it for a while and I was like, where is it now? And I was like, oh, right in the middle. <laughs> it's of one of those things you have to stare at it for 10 seconds without blinking and then yeah. you look away and then you And see then you it. look back and you're like, oh, there, oh, there it is. It is. I, yeah, I got yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> so one related that I had to uh, like a message board or an audio log is actually from The Witcher 3. Uh, and I'm just going to read this one to you. See if you can pick it out really quick. So I don't want you to read ahead, so no peeking. So this is one that you just find on like a random job board uh, and everything. And it's a letter. It's called, oh, page reloading. Letter to Gaten is what it's called. But this is the text of it. Gaten, it's over. Soldiers have taken the school. They killed Axel and Cedric. As for Schrodinger, well, I can't say for sure. Might be alive, might be dead. Bounties have been put on your head and mine. Avoid cities and the high roads. Don't attract any attention. Joel. Shorten your cat. Ah, ha, 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 ha. Those are a letter, <laughs> those was a letter between uh, some witchers who were of the school of cat. <laughs> of course. I saw that and I, I laughed. I loved it. Another little one from Witcher that I think is just a fun one more for, for the developer for CD Projekt Reds. Uh, on more on their part, on the top of one of the mountains, you can actually find like an easel set up with a picture of the dev team. Wow, that's That's really funny. Those are the kinds of Easter eggs that I think are the funniest, and I feel like you don't see them nearly as much nowadays. I feel like in olden times, it was way more common to see random little Easter eggs from the developers themselves, like about their random lives in the game. Oh, yeah, that stuff's really cool, because, I mean, you can do it. Uh, What is the... Oh, man, now thinking about that message to developers, it's some old... Uh, I got to do a quick research real quick because I remember reading about it in a book uh, and now I don't remember which game it was from, but it's like the oldest Easter egg, which we obviously have to talk about. Um, it's because it was basically, oh man, 
video game. While you do that, I think yeah, I'm remembering go ahead and, and it correctly. Um, if you remember back in ye old PC days, the Maze game screensaver. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Wow, uh, way you, old. Yeah, way <laughs> old, bro. <laughs> so I don't know um, if you recall this, but eventually, if you were in the maze long enough and you got to a particular dead end, I believe that there was an image on the wall that was just a picture of one of the developer's like kids. Like it was his daughter or something, like a little kid. And it was just like, okay. And then it doesn't even tell you what it is. It, so if there. you ran into it and you didn't know, you'd be like, cool. And a then kid. You, a kid. And then you'd have to just turn around and leave because it wasn't the end of the maze. I just thought that was really funny. That is. So this one is very similar to that one too. And it left in a little note left in by the developer. So this is from Adventure, uh, which is for the Atari 2600 video game console. It was released in late 1979, early 1980. Uh, so this the game was developed, you know, co-written, all that stuff, by Warren Robinette. Uh, but back in those days, too, they pretty much just, like, put the name of the, who, of the company, not necessarily gave all the credit yeah, they didn't to have the developer like a credit reel. and all that other stuff. Usually because it's either A, one person, and, and B, it was just, I don't know, just not seem as important at the time. Uh, yeah, video games didn't really work like movies back then. Right. It's not like there were massive teams of hundreds of people working on them all. Exactly. And so I read about this one. Uh, where's the book? It's called Bit by Bit. Uh, I read that one earlier. It's about, about this little bit of more how video games transformed over time and like changed the world and all that stuff. It was a pretty good read. Uh, but anyway, so it had talked about a lot of these older games. But anyway, so because of that, obviously, uh, Warren Robinette, he was like, well, I still want credit. Credit is where credit is. Give, you know, give credit where credit's due kind of thing. So he f- made a hidden room inside, this, inside the game. And it's credited as being the very first Easter egg in a game uh, where basically you go, into, you go around, find the secret room, and there's just text that just says created by Warren Robinette. That's all it is. He's like, ha, suckers. I know. Because it's one of those things. It's so secret. The like quality testers for, uh, at Atari didn't find it. And it was so buried. like Nobody was going to find Hilarious. it. Just for, so, but he just had the satisfaction of knowing that if one person looked hard enough, they would find it. That reminds me of, I think it was uh, a, The Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past. Uh, had a really, they for some sort of promotional campaign, I think it was before the game released, Nintendo did like a write-in campaign mm-hmm. or some sort of contest. And like if you entered the contest, you would get basically put into the game. So there was put into the game. Yeah. So that Easter egg wound up being a hidden room, I think full of rupees or maybe treasure chests uh, in A Link to the Past, where if you got into it, I think you opened a chest or talked to someone and it would say, hi, you've met blank. And it was like the guy's name oh, like wow. that won the contest. That's and it hilarious. was like, ha, 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 that's me. <laughs> I'm in this game. I'm in this game. <laughs> I, I, I think that's a really funny thing to put in. Uh, one that is a little bit of a reverse. It's a Easter egg for a video game in a movie. <gasps> I mean, obviously, what? I could be talking. I'm not talking about Ready Player One. Obviously, oh, thank God, Jesus! But no, it's actually from Solo, a Star Wars story. Solo, a Star Wars story. Yes, the most recent one. Uh, the most recent Wait, Star Wars movie that came that's out. That's not out yet. Is yeah, it, it is. Oh. I mean, not out on DVD, but or Blu-ray and everything. But it Did came it out there. Really already? Yeah, like back in like March. Really? Yeah. I the saw Han Solo it. movie. Yeah. Already came out. Yeah. Saw it. Loved it. Loved it more than I thought I was going to like it. Well, all right. And I'm then. actually, it coming out, it actually comes out on digital tomorrow. <laughs> How about that? And Blu-ray next week. So obviously making out that per- making that purchase. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, in that game, sorry, not game in the movie, um, Han Solo is talking to Kira, his love interest played by Amelia Clark. And she's talking about her, her boss, 
uh, Dryden Voss and mentions that he is a master of Terras Kasi, which references the old PlayStation 1 Star Wars game, uh, fighter, fighting game, Masters of Terras Kasi. That is like, unless I'm completely forgetting, and it might have been mentioned in like a book here and there, but pretty much like Terras Kasi came around for that video game. Basically, they were just like, we need a Star Wars fighting game. Let's put one out. And they made Masters of Terras Kasi. Um, which I hold a certain affection for because it's just, it's a fun random game and it's had some, I enjoyed playing it with some of my friends growing up, but anyway, uh, but pretty much it was made for, it was made up for this game and then wasn't mentioned much at all in all the expanded universe at all. And then since when Disney bought Lucasfilm and said, Hey, all that expanded universe stuff doesn't count anymore. You know, we decide what's canon and that's not canon anymore. It's, I find it so funny that they kept that one little nugget. <laughs> they were like, we'll take something from the least popular game. <laughs> there we go. And throw it into this movie. And that's like, the, she said it and I was, I literally, I mean, if, if it wasn't the Alamo and I didn't want to get kicked out, I would have gone like, ha ha, there's Cassie, I don't know what that is. So, but <laughs> you yeah, have so done I, that. I, 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 I still at least silently chuckled to myself like, <laughs> That's really funny. There's Cassie. But yeah. Oh, uh, so one of my, two of my favorite games in one, and this is actually one that I did manage to find myself. I, it's not even really hidden. It's just a really fun Easter egg from the uh, first Dishonored game. Oh. I actually may have even mentioned this on the show when I did my review of Dishonored. Uh, there is a portal reference in the game. So when you first start up, you know, you've got your... Uh, Basically, technician. He's like a mad scientist that is the one that makes a bunch of your gear and upgrades. And in his portal. name, in, no, in, oh, in Dishonored. Dishonored. Okay. So in Dishonored, his name is Piero, I believe. Oh, or, yeah, yeah, or, yeah, yeah, or Pietro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's Piero. I think that's right. Yeah, Piero. Um, but if you go up into his lab, kind of up into the upper stories, which isn't really necessary, but you can find his workshop area. And if you read one of his diary entries or like journal entries or whatever, uh, he's talking about potentially making a working portal gun. And then if you like turn to look at one of the walls, you can see he's drawn like a big chalk outline of a classic, uh, you know, over shaped portal like he's drawn a portal door and he's like question marks so he's that's like cool. in a different game trying to figure out the portal gun mechanics i thought that was one of the that's really ones. cool i know i was like portal i love you <laughs> i like that a lot i like that a lot uh so one of my last couple ones this one's actually very recent well aside from guacamelee too from the new spider-man game just came out. People uh, his name a lot is of fun. Spiderman. 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 Mr. Spiderman. <laughs> Mr. Spiderman. Uh, but anyway. Wait, isn't it Spider Boy? No, it's just Spider Man. Just, just Spider Man, PS4, Marvel Spider Man. <laughs> Obviously, though, I did just see this today because Stanley tweeted it out that he does have a cameo in the game, which I think is fun that they kept that up from him being in all the movies and all mm-hmm. st- different stuff like that. But as part of the game being released and in building anticipation and hype for it, Greg Miller of Kind of Funny, he's, want, he's prone. Those of you not familiar with who he is, but you should be familiar with who he is because he's awesome. He uh, is prone to antics, being loud, just being kind of buffoonery in, in general, but it's all in good fun and love. But he made this character of Shirtless Spider-Man where he basically, it's not him, he says. He's just the photographer for Shirtless Spider-Man, so he's just around when Shirtless Spider-Man shows up. Oh, of course. Wink, wink. wink, wink. But it's, <laughs> it's him in just like jeans no shirt and then the Spider-Man mask. And so he just like did this whole thing of just like, he'd show up on their shows, like do social media posts, be on his Instagram, take a picture of himself. Be like, Hey, sure. Spider-Man swung by today, blah, blah, blah. Then on the release day of the Spider-Man PS4 game, he put out a video or sure. Spider-Man put out a video. Sorry. Uh, like doing like a press conference where basically says, okay, spoilers for the game. 
but I had to make this announcement. Cuts to, to a part of the game where you're walking through this park at night and Spider-Man runs in to shirtless Spider-Man in the park. So That's hilarious. Insomniac took his thing and oh put it in. Oh my God. That, he's got to love that. Oh, that he would, was, I'm sure he's oh, over the moon about it. That would make my life. Oh, same. <laughs> like, come on. It's just this funny joke thing and then it gets enough traction that like, the developer puts it in the game. Man, we just need I to do, it. we need to be more like him. I know. That's why when I saw the Boba fight, poster in guacamole the thing that referenced it i tweeted at drinkbox i was like hey what do i need to do to make, get this poster in real life because i want it in real life do i need to put on a luchador mask and beat up a pinata you maybe should, oh my god please do that mark <laughs> says she replied and she's like yeah you should definitely do i'll it. go borrow borrow aka steal a bunch of chickens from somebody's farm and you can <laughs> just put it in my backyard gonna, yeah it's gonna be great <laughs> <laughs> so but yeah so i saw but i know but that's kind of where i got inspiration for doing that because i was like he does weird shit like this and it gets his and results it gets results <laughs> But no, I saw that and I loved it. I was just like, that. what what a world. What, what a world, world we live in. It's crazy. All right, so wrapping up my own list briefly, I've got a couple back-to-back. So these all come from the Bioshock games. Ooh. So Bioshock is jam-packed with Easter eggs and references to itself and its past games. Bioshock 2 especially has a few that are really funny. Uh, or not funny, just really interesting. So one of the first things, not first, well, no, actually, yeah. Uh, so this would be the first time in Bioshock 2 that you exit the internal structure of Rapture and go kind of free walk out in the water. So, of course, you're a big daddy, so you're able to go out into the water, you've got your big helmet on, and if you look out to the side, you will see, I believe it is the crashed tailpiece of the plane from Bioshock 1, which started that game because there was a plane crash over the water by the lighthouse, and it sinks down into Rapture. That's cool. So you can see it out in the water, which is really cool. There's also a point at which if you sneak up on a group of, I think it's like two or three splicers, uh, they're all kind of huddled around like one of those trash can fires, and they're all talking about the care, the protagonist from Bioshock 1, Jack. They're basically talking about how that game ended, what happened to him, where they think he is now. They're like, oh, he's topside now. You know, he which got kindly that. not speak of him. Yeah, well, kindly not speak of him. But anyway, so uh, there's a reference to Jack, and then there is one, where am I trying to see? Oh, yeah. I actually, I didn't realize that this was an intentional reference, but you can sometimes hear Splicers reference the movie The Wicker Man if you use the swarm plasmid on them. Because one of your abilities in that game is like a handful of bees! Bees! And some of the Splicers will like say uh, lines from that movie, from the scene with the bees. Oh, (laughs) that's amazing. That's the best. That is really good. I can't believe I never put... B and B together. Bees. <laughs> Ark will really like that one. That's a good one. We, we've watched that movie together before. Good times were had. I think I've only seen it once, but you obviously see the, like, oh, the meme only, everywhere. You only need to see it once, bro. It oh, yeah. stays with you forever. <laughs> <laughs> so the last one I had is a literal treasure trove of Easter eggs. There are so many different ones. I didn't even necessarily want to go and like list all of the different ones, but uh, because there are literally so many, Go look it up. Find lists of all the things, the references from it. But Fortnite is chock full oh, of, of Easter eggs. Yeah. All the different like dances you can get. Some of the like load screens is all reference different things. Like one of my favorite things is the is the dance that Turk from Scrubs does. Is one of the it was like the first dance in Fortnite, but, That's which I think is awesome. Awesome. So that one's really good. I think it, there's one that a dance Terry Crews does in Brooklyn Nine Nine. Uh, 
just tons. And they're, they're obviously either real dances or dances that are taken from things like that. Uh, like I said, the load screens, the one that like really sticks out and I was like, ah, look at that is what they release skins of basically like dinosaur suits. But there's, so one of the load screens is a, uh, one of the human, not, she's not in a, in a skin. She's just in like the normal default skin. She's in a kitchen hiding behind a counter, looking scared. And there are two guys in the dinosaur skins, like creeping around, acting ferocious from like from Jurassic Park. And I was like, Oh my God. So (laughs) there are obviously tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of references to pop culture and other things like that in Fortnite. So go check out that one. But I just, I was like, it's so full. It's basically the ready player one. I was about to say <laughs> Fortnite is just riding every other game's coattails. It's great. It's great. It rode it's PUBG's a, coattails to be here. Beat PUBG's co- coattails. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and then, uh, anyway, yeah. So I just like, oh, I had to, I had to throw Fortnite in there because there are just so right many different it. references there. Speaking of battle royales, I'm I'm gonna try out the beta. I I, I guess you'll probably have heard my thoughts on it by this point, being this Tuesday. The beta's over. Yeah, it is over. Of the new Call of Duty Battle Royale that's out right now. Oh, okay. And it's getting from streamers and everything that I've been watching. It's getting pretty good uh, feedback. Like they're loving it, loving it. Okay. So anyway, um, you'll probably have seen my thoughts on Twitter and stuff like that. H at JT Wilson. But yeah, so that's my list. We covered breathless. a lot. We talked about a lot. And we jumped around so much because it's one of those things. I knew that's why I didn't want to yeah. do a list because I knew it'd be one of those things. Usually we get a things. break. <laughs> I know. I knew it'd be one of those things where we would be, where we'd be able to be, uh, we just bounce off each other and be like, oh, that reminds me of this one. That reminds me of this one. I was pleased with myself though of how many I was able to think of just off the bat. I know. That's the thing. It's the kind of topic where you have to like, it, something has to trigger your memory of right. it because otherwise a lot of them are so hidden. You're just going to forget or you're exactly. not going to remember. Yeah. So it was a fun topic. Obviously, we heard from some of our patrons or some of our people on the Discord uh, with some of their favorite Easter eggs. We want to hear yours as well. So join our Discord. Send them to us there. Send us them over email at teamchatpodcast at gmail.com or post a comment on our Facebook page. Send us a tweet. Comment on Instagram. There are all the ways to I feel like it. Brandon's probably got Easter eggs for days. Ooh, we yeah. should have called Brandon, that guy. <laughs> I want to know. What were we thinking? I know, I'm sure he's got tons because I bet he can find us some from like. Uh, he's like very observant. Oh, yeah. yeah he's uh, he way picks more. up on a lot of those stuff like that. So I'm sure he's got a pretty good list. Hopefully he's a lot he smarter than us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I read his hot it's takes just, on games. And I'm like, just factual. <laughs> I get it. You're smart at this. You, yeah, you know what's going on. You are better than us. <laughs> so. Send those, send those our way. We would love to hear them. But before we go, we do have to do our soundtrack spotlight, and we're going to do it from one of the games that we've talked about, one of the many, many, many games we talked yes. about this week. Also, for those of you who like to pay, t- who really enjoy that we do timestamps on these now so you can skip around, there was too much to do. Yeah, we're not doing that I'm for not, this not one. Not for this one. No. There will be, I'll be like, I will do this, though. I will do the to- when the topic starts, and then I'll list the games out underneath. But I'm not doing that timestamp yeah, for every single game. No. I'd be doing it every 30 seconds, yeah, and that's real. just oh too much. Oh my god, much. that would suck. So you can check, you can see the full list of games that we talked about. But the one that we are going to do for our soundtrack spotlight is from Luigi's Mansion. So we've actually somehow never covered it, it as far as the music goes. It has some really adorable music. Uh, so this is Luigi's Mansion main theme, composed by Kazumi Totaka for the Nintendo GameCube, Very circa nice. 2000 and. Something. Two. I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> I, mean, it, I made that up. Uh, Whatever. No, it, sounded, it sounded right. It I wasn't going to question it. sounds right to me. If you would have been more confident about the delivery, I would have been like, sure. <laughs> I should just be lying with confidence. <laughs> That's how a lot of people get by, right? 
It is. Yeah, that's that's how we've gotten by so far. But yeah, we're completely confident we know everything that we say. But you can listen to that after the close of the episode, which is basically now. So until next time, everyone, I'm one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined by Rachel Mogan. Sayonara. This concludes this episode of Team Chat Podcast. We will see you all next week. Stick around for the song. Mm-hmm. <laughs>